and more, do and more, they tell you what they know, do and more, do and more, do and more. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast recording. It's on the Thursday night. Sacramento Kings back at home where they're playing 17 of their final 28 games Ooh. of the year. Tonight, the opponent was the San Antonio Spurs. 11 wins. You know, it's the Kings. Nothing's going to be easy. And it wasn't easy. The Kings looked like they were going to collapse late in the game. The Spurs end up taking a four-point lead at 120 to 116 with a couple of minutes left. But the Kings came up big down the stretch. A big three from De'Aaron Fox. A big defensive play from Fox. He stripped Vassell driving to the basket. And the Kings were able to hold on by closing on 11-2 run to win 127-122. to Beating the San Antonio Spurs on a night where Sabonis had another triple-double. Sabonis had 11, excuse me, Fox had 11 points in the fourth quarter. Victor Wembenyama was dominant. And what a fun night. The place was rocking at Golden 1 Center as the Kings got the win. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends who are in Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to be back. And it, I think for some people, they're like, well, did anyone really go anywhere? You know, it's not like it was the end of the season. It's not like it was the off season. But it was. It did feel like a long break in a very good way. A good break to allow guys to recover and feel good. So then they could start off post-All-Star break with a W. Yeah, but it's, of course, um, the Kings don't make it easy. And the Spurs tonight, okay. if you had never watched them play this year, you would not have looked at them as a team that's, you know, 11 and what, 40. Two after tonight? Is that their record after tonight, Morgan? I don't know. I mean, I knew that Excuse they were me, 11. 11 and 45 <laughs> after tonight. If you watch him, you're like, man, this team plays hard. They, they're scrappy. It was much closer than I thought. And I, I, I felt like the Kings had so many opportunities in the third quarter. They get the lead to nine. You're like, okay, this is when they take off. The Spurs would answer the Kings with turnovers or some bad shots. Mm. Same thing in the fourth. Oh, Kings are going to get separation. Spurs kept coming at Sacramento. This Spurs team, I think, poses a lot of problems to the Kings because they've got length everywhere. And you think, oh, what, you mean Victor? No, it's everywhere on the floor. It seems like they have length. And the Kings really, I thought, struggled with it at times tonight. Uh, and this is something that has been a problem yeah. before. And against the Pelicans, against yep. the Clippers, and yep. then tonight against San There's Antonio. There's just some of these matchups that... Don't do well for the Sacramento Kings. Um, but what was nice to see is that they found adjustments and way th ways through it, in ways to fight through and get the W. But you're exactly right. I think when you look around the league and you see the length around the league and you're just seeing the way that uh, organizations are going with some of these players and these body types, not everyone's going to find a Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. But like you said, that's not like it's just him that has that type of length on this roster. And so, yeah. Looking ahead in, in where the NBA is kind of going, sure. Make sure that you're looking at that going forward, whether it's in the draft or just players that you're looking at um, to trade for in free agency. Wherever, I think you're exactly right, Deuce. You've got to make sure you're able to match up with some of these lengthier teams. What's your biggest takeaway from watching this game Ugh. tonight against San Antonio? Oh, well, I loved how intense 
the Kings came out. They tried setting the tone, especially defensively. And where I think I'm really eyeing things on with this observation would be Sabonis, Victor Wembanyama. And I thought the way that Sabonis went up against him, vertical, uh, strong, going through his chest, doing all the things that I would have asked him to do before a game or in a game preview, being like, this is what needs to happen, but you just don't think it's going to happen the whole game. I thought he did a phenomenal job to start the game to set the tone. Yeah, and then the Kings gave up four of six from downtown in that first quarter. And you're going, wait, the team that's last in three-point shooting is going to knock down all these mm. threes tonight. They, they ended up going cold in the quarter second, the second and third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, the Spurs go 5 of 10 from three. Finished tonight 11 of 25, 44% from beyond the arc. Nuts. They're dead last in three-point shooting. The Kings, of course, they have another night where they allow a team to shoot 40-plus percent from three. The good news is the Spurs don't take a shit ton of them, so it didn't destroy Sacramento tonight. Um but I want to hit what you were just talking Thank about. Thank you. Yeah, with you just, Victor. Well, because you were talking, you were setting setting the no. tone defensively. I'm like, well, yes. But we can talk what? about the tone. Obviously, was on a roller coaster this yes. game. But you asked me what stood out to me in that Sabonis did. on Victor yes. early. Thank you. In the first matchup, and I went back and watched some of it this morning, getting ready for this game. Harrison Barnes started on Victor in that first game in San Antonio that the Kings won. And it was similar in a way the Spurs kind of hung around, but the Spurs got off to like a huge start in that game. They were up 23 to five Kings end up rallying and winning the game, but they, they threw HB on him. They threw Keegan on him. JaVel McGee was on him in that first matchup. And I was very curious to see what Brown was going to do today because the, the big difference is when they first played, the Spurs started Zach Collins and Victor up front. Mm-hmm. Collins is coming off the bench. He put Sabonis on him to start the game, and Sabonis did a great job. I thought he did fantastic trying to stay vertical, like you said, Morgan. Yes. He tried to be physical. And then on the other end, Sabonis had incredible patience around the basket when Victor was on him. One, he was making sure to play physical with sure. him to create some space, but using pump fakes, not just going up right away. He was really trying to... Fool Victor a couple of times. Be creative with the shot making. And Sabonis was awesome. Hey, fool Victor. What about that little Euro step? Woo! That was disgusting. Mm. Wemby froze on that play. That was... There were some nasty-ass highlights in that game. Thank you. had the Sabonis Euro step. Uh-huh. Sabonis dunking on Zach Collins. Mm. Keegan. Yeah, baby. Dunking on Zach Collins. The Fox... To Keegan Alley, who late in the game. In transition. Insane. It was beautiful. Thank you for celebrating. Malik Monk. That's a nice place. Malik Monk. Malik Monk blocking a three tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Dude. And then then there ended up being a foul on the San Antonio Spurs. Ended up going the other way. It was just, yeah, a great possession. But I think when we look at this game and we look at an 11-win team like the San Antonio Spurs and you see that it was a five-point win by the Sacramento Kings and you look at crunch time and what went down. It's like, but here's my thing. Thank you for just taking a step back really quick and celebrating some of the good. Because there was a lot oh. of good. And I am down to break down all the bad, all the roller coaster things that we, that like yeah. you keep mentioning when I talk about the good. But like truly embrace the good, Deuce. We I talk am. about this. Yeah. And, and the guy that I'm going to start on. with tonight is the guy you were just talking about, Demonis Sabonis. Yes, please. He was doubtful coming into the game. He didn't practice yesterday. Some sort of illness. It wasn't the flu or COVID. I don't know. Did he have bubble guts? Pooping like everywhere. shitting himself? Yeah. 
If he was. Was he wearing a diaper during the game? Wouldn't you be like waddling? Can you imagine? It's like sagging. Like, no, I can't imagine wearing a diaper during a game. That's such he's a like, weird. I'll just go out there and play. Put what? a diaper on me and I'm going out there. Wouldn't surprise like, me. Would it surprise your you? Why does brain go to him shitting his pants? Like, why wouldn't it just go to like throwing up and having to run to the hallway? Okay, and like, I mean, either way. Okay. My, my point Great is, point. I, when I saw he's doubtful coming into the game, I'm like, he's playing. Like, this is Sabonis, <laughs> okay? And when he was that shooter, I'm like, he's playing. Uh, like You so, did say that. Sabonis doesn't miss games. No. And he plays tonight. Mm. You know he's still sick. Like, he's fighting through it. Uh, another triple-double. This is 19 triple doubles to, uh, after tonight. Jeez. Jeez. 20. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. Say it. 22 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds on 11 of 15 <laughs> shooting. There's a picture circula cir circulating on. Can you speak, dude? I don't know. Take a sip of water. Yeah. Yeah. Take a sip of water. Can I slap you really quick? No. Yeah. Okay. There's a picture going around on Twitter. That shows Victor and like his hand is on Sabonis's face, like, yeah. like he got slapped yeah. in the face. Uh, Sabonis did not take a free throw in this game. Oh, anyway, Ooh. a triple Ouch. double for Sabonis, and I thought on the other end he was busting his ass to deal with a man that we're going to talk more about later. And Victor Wembenyama, who is oh yes, so fun, a certified freak. <laughs> it's. Crazy. Um, it's so no, fun but watching I, him. I, I just, we, we've spent so much time talking about how is this guy not an all-star? Whatever. I moved on from it because the all-star game's over. We're moving on. But Sabonis was fantastic. I loved his patience offensively. Tough rebounds. Yep. Playing tough defense. The guy is the heart and soul of this team. I mean, you, you talk about all those things that he is doing. And then let's talk about some of the things that he does for his teammates as well and i would say some of these brick wall screens that he has said yep. in these games yep. and then those dho's oh and then I, the angle that i had at times when he is just like making these passes to kevin herter on backdoor cuts i mean the movement without the basketball you, when you are rewarded as a teammate on the floor it it inspires you to keep moving, to keep going, because some sexy-ass fundamental play is going to happen, and that's exactly what went down with Domas Sabonis tonight. He just found his spots, made a perfect pass. Um, just just a really fun game from him in his 33 minutes. I just, yeah, I love watching him play. And it's his 38th consecutive double-double. That's the longest streak since Kevin Love in 2011, according to Stat Muse. How crazy is that? I, yeah, it's every time. It it, it kind of gets me in the gut now. Like when this stuff keeps happening, and this is why, too, just sidebar, just sidebar really quick, why I really want to see, <laughs> this is why I want to see a successful season from the Kings. I don't want a season like this to go to waste. Yeah. And I think that's why it's just so important that the Kings get to show like, look, these are the numbers that he put up and this is why it translated into successful, good postseason basketball. So it's very important that these wins keep happening. Proceed. The Monis Sabonis since January, 2024, since the start of the new year, Morgan, mm -hmm. it's been pretty crazy. I'm going to give you his updated stats. Oh, I thought I had him. It's okay. Thank you. But now I'm going to him. That's okay. Uh, 20.8 points per game. On 66% shooting, 
His three-point percentage, he doesn't take a lot, but 71%. 14.5 rebounds, nine assists. So let me just sum it up for you. Sum it. 20.8 points, 14.5 rebounds, nine assists per game. Just respect what he's doing. I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people around the league who take shots at him. If you watch this guy on a nightly basis, you see how special he is. Plays hard every night, plays banged up, plays sick, doesn't take a playoff, gets his teammates involved. He's looking to score more. He's rebounding. Love the guy. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just really enjoyed his play. And again, this all started from you asking me a question about like what really stood out to me tonight. How he played inspired, how he came out, set the tone for the Kings. And playing tough against Victor, I think someone would say, well, come on, he's going up against a 20-year-old rookie. Victor is not a normal rookie. He's not okay? an, And I don't yeah. care he, if he's on an 11-win team. I want to spend some time talking about Victor for a second. You want to go there? It was our first chance to see him in person. His first time in Sacramento. We stayed on the court to see him warm up tonight. What was your first reaction seeing him out there? So, it's fun. You say first time, because I'll go back to Summer League. You and I saw him in, but this is where I'm going to go but with being it. on the court That's what before I'm saying. the game. We saw him play at Summer League against, I forget the game. Was that against Scoop? Yeah, it was against... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Blazer Spurs in Vegas, oh. but... You know, you're up in that lower level. I'm talking about being on the floor. And that's the difference that I want to talk about. his level. It's the same thing. This is what I'm going to tell you. It's the same thing that when the first time that I saw Paolo Bencaro uh, play in Summer League. Against Keegan. Against Keegan. Yeah. And I sat at the scores table and I was was like, holy shit. This guy's way bigger in person. So then tonight, seeing... Victor Wembanyama waited down on the floor, like almost late for my pregame talk with my producer because I'm like, no, I got to see this. Waited, went as soon as he came down on the floor, went to the half court line where he's just dribbling the basketball like a guard between his legs. His arms are the size of me. Like, ooh, this is how I just... The size of... He's got an eight foot wingspan. It's I've never seen well, anything okay, like it. Okay, one arm, one arm, yeah. one arm. But but here's the other thing. This is how I described it on the post game show. I was like, I was like, you know those like those pool float noodles that that some coaches will put in the air to try and like distract yeah. your shot, whatever. He his arms are the pool float noodles. Like he does not need to extend anymore. Like just shove Victor out there for any practice purposes. Oh, sorry, as I hit you in the head. That was my that was my long Victor. <laughs> that was me having long Victor arms. Are you are you okay? Oh, you're like Sabonis getting in the face with no free throws. So we move on, but truly just such a unique body. Like I can't even explain it. I think in photos, sometimes I'm like, well, he looks, he looks tall. He looks normal in person. It's like, what, what are you? What? I, I don't like throwing out stuff like this. I can already tell by your face, whatever you're about to throw out. is going to be some stupid joke. Proceed. Proceed. I think. If we cut his arm open, I'm not sure there's a bone in there. I think there's rods. It extends out. That He's not real. He's an AI creation. He's a robot. I've not seen anything like him. He's the longest arms I've ever seen. <laughs> See, why, why do you do this to me? Why do you do this to me? Why do you shit on me? I just give you crickets. The crickets okay. you deserve. And he used that. He used that on the post game show too. He just wants it so to land. So Victor Wembanyama tonight. He was eight of twenty one shooting, one of six from three. 
he was letting it fly, which I kind of respect. Like, hey, just come on. Get your shots up now. Yeah. But he finished with 19 points. He had 13 rebounds. But check this out. Five steals, five blocks. It's in, in his, it's his five steals. and five, Okay, here's a good example. Just really quick. Remember going back to like seven footers in the league and they move slow and they, you know, they get a block or two just because they're so long and they actually come down like this and then it ends yeah. up being like, you know, a free throw for somebody else, whatever. Victor is so coordinated in when it comes to his blocks and his steals in the way that he gets the basketball and he achieves these things. It's, it's beautiful basketball. And that's why, again, so glad that his team is a losing team right now because it makes me appreciate. Don't get used to it. Exactly. But it makes me appreciate him even more and being able to be like, Oh man, I'm witnessing greatness, something historic, something so unique. But then when he starts winning, Mm -mm. It's not going to be love anymore. I I just don't know what the league is going to do with him long-term because he is a rookie. He is 20 years old, Mm. and what he is able to do on both ends, you know, he has been shooting the three better coming into tonight. I think he was shooting 40% from three over the last 10 games. So his ability to hit, like, step back threes, put the ball on the floor, he's just an instant threat around the basket, not only as a lob threat, but... I mean, he could just reach out and tip balls in that should no one else can get to. I mean, the first play of the game today, mm-hmm. first play of the game tonight, he's got the ball, crosses up Sabonis. Off the dribble, Sabonis recovers, blocks the shot, but it was just incredible to see a player his size do that. And you go, that stat line is going to become commonplace. This guy had a triple-double last week where... It was a triple-double because he had 10 blocks in yes, a game. Yes, I, I His I, length makes you think, and I, you could tell the Kings were thinking a lot tonight, especially with him or just around the basket because it's not just like, oh, he can camp in there. He's able to recover because he can move I in all their shots. who it was guarding De'Aaron at this moment, but De'Aaron had this nice freaking drive, and Wemby is coming over, and I'm like, oh, he's blocking this just from extending his arm. But De'Aaron had this great play where he went like out and high off the glass. So he was like patient the key, took a step through, high off the glass. And it's like, yes, this is how you're going to beat Victor Wembenyama being in the paint. You can't be scared, (laughs) but you also got to be smart because you can't go through him at times unless you're as strong as Domas Sabonis. And if you can't go over him, how can you make sure that you create that space so you can still get the perfect shot off? And then that was happening for someone like De'Aaron Fox. Special. He did that, by the way, in 31 minutes. Sabonis, we should know, too. His triple-double, 22-11-11, came in 33 minutes Mm -mm -mm. in the game. He also had that block shot in the game. That one was when he got Victor. So, good stuff from Demonis Sabonis. And the Kings won the jump ball, as someone in the chat mentioned. Who was it? I missed it. But that was, like, one of the most shocking things. I'm like, how'd the Kings win the jump ball? (laughs) So, we talk about Sabonis. We talk about Victor. uh, De'Aaron Fox tonight. Morgan Reagan. He... Followed up his last two games where he combined for 70 points against the Suns and the Nuggets with a 28-point performance. 11 of those points came in the final quarter. He made some big plays down the stretch. Mm. Hit the big three to put the Kings up and made a hell of a defensive play late on a Devin Vassell drive. His Reach over and knock that ball away, strip it clean. He finished with 
28 points, nine assists, two steals, five rebounds tonight. His defensive effort. His defensive effort, I felt like, led to him playing even better basketball on the offensive end. And especially there in the fourth, like, we already know, oh, he was clutch player of the year last year. What is he going to do this year? I mean, you've seen from the start of the season, great shit. Then he had that slump in January, right? And now you're looking at this time, and it was like, okay, a little up and down as he banged up. We talked about his shoulder the other day, all these different things. And I just love when he is there for his team in the fourth. And I'm not just talking about on the offensive end and being able to be clutch. I'm talking about the way that he gets up and guys, he makes big defensive plays. Um, that strip on Vassell led to him having a nice little jumper on the other end and doing what he needed to do, getting into the paint. So again, De'Aaron Fox playing with so much confidence, but just under control and locked in. Yeah, he was spectacular uh, to close. I, I think there are some other things defensively. I thought the Kings... Can, can we just keep the ball in front of us? Can we just not get blown by? Because that kills you. The points in the paint were bad. I'd like some yeah. more consistent on-ball pressure. That's even with De'Aaron Fox, too. Because when he is locked in, it looks really nice. And he came up big down the stretch for the Sacramento Kings. Love the nine assists. Uh, he had a couple of brilliant yes. plays. One, the rebound herder got it. Got it to Fox. And Fox throwing the lob to Keegan Murray was spectacular. But there was another play that was a little two-man game action between Fox and Sabonis where De'Aaron threw a brilliant pass to Sabonis who dunked it on Collins. Oh, my God. That, I think that was on Collins. That one. But then there was another one that you had mentioned to me, and I felt like, was that De'Aaron that ended up passing it to Kevin Hearn? Tell me if I'm wrong. But it was a DHO situation between... No, that was actually a DHO with Herter and Herter... And Fox cut to the That's basket. That's what it was. The, the, of course, Herter drew so much attention with that dribble handoff at, because he's such a threat to to shoot the three. And he was knocking it down early. Perfect read. Fox cuts. Herter throws a dime Moving to Fox for the bucket. Without the basketball. Yeah. So, like, even that right there. There was just so many of those moments where they just felt like... They were locked in, making the right plays, whether they had the basketball in their hands, which we're so used to with De'Aaron Fox. But then on that move right there, it didn't have to be Domas Sabonis uh, in a two-man game with De'Aaron. It ended up being just Kevin Herter making the right play and De'Aaron making that extra move to cut back door on the baseline. Do you feel like De'Aaron's figured it out a little bit now? You know, we're, we're talking about the 70 points he had combined in those last two games before the break and then 28 points tonight. Um, I ask you that because he had mentioned at practice the other day, his shoulder's been bugging him. Yeah, I, I feel like this is something we all, from the outside, are always looking for, like, is this is this the time that he takes off? Well, I mean, when you look at the beginning of the season and he's shooting 40% from three-point land and just, like, averaging 30 points a game and was doing everything on such an efficient, crazy level, you're like, how long can that continue? Well, you saw that it's not sustainable. But can he continue to keep seeing linear growth, right? And just it go up, up, up to end these last 27 games now. I I absolutely think it can. And I think he can push through anything that he is feeling on his body, especially just having that little bit time to reset and recover. But at the same time, like, don't be surprised if there's still little dips here and there too. But hopefully the dips aren't... It can't be this, that big of a dip. No. And if there are dips, this is when teammates need to step up, bench, whoever else. And you saw that even from Malik Monk tonight. I mean, he still had his type of big game, 21 points off the bench. 
Um, yeah, it's just the type of play you got to see from this entire team. Let's give some people love who are watching us live right now. Appreciate you guys, all the night love people you. who stay up late to listen. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. All it does is help our channel grow. Uh, another question I have that's unrelated to the game. Yeah. I got an email today from somebody, uh, or I think it was last week. And I'm curious to get the perspective of the chat. Can we do that real fast, Morgan? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, is this the one that you showed me today? Yeah, because I'm just, I want to know, and I want people who watch us later to, to chime in too, because I'm all about perspective. I, I love getting other people's perspective on the podcast. It's and I a think perspective. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's about him. Okay, so we got an email that and said, appreciate. subject, stop the spoilers. Be nice. Hey, I'm a fan. Have been for a long time. You're blown up. Congrats. You earned it. Thanks, man. Thank However, you. I have to delete your podcast. You are constantly po posting spoilers in the title. I don't get to watch every game in real time because life happens, and I okay. don't want headlines giving me the outcome. I intentionally avoid sites and posts that have spoilers. I have kids. I need to watch when I can. I like to keep listening to your pod, but when I go to my Apple pods, you are constantly posting spoilers in the title of your game pod. Very frustrating. Please stop posting who won and lost. We can't all watch the game at the same time or the next day. I like to listen to your night chat pod a day or two later, but you're making that impossible. Please, no more spoilers in pod titles. Stop giving the outcome and score. Just give the team, teams, and the date in your pod headlines. Okay, in all honesty, I, I hear that person. He's not the first person to mention that should we not post spoilers in our description like should it just say sacramento kings versus lot spurs live and post that's what you put did you purposely do that that's what it is every game oh yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right um so i i'm my perspective when i see that i look at in this is totally fine because i can't imagine having kids and my god anyone that has kids go you great job um, that sounds really difficult, but he sounds really not happy about whatever is going on. Like, Maybe I should just send him like he should only have his own podcast feed non-spoiler. And then, he can well, it, it, the thing is, it just, it sounds very like, Hey, can you do this for me? And it's like, I mean, there's a lot well, more uh, than just you. Here's the thing that threw me off on it. Yeah. I'm not trying to make it a big deal. We've been doing that for years. I am like, oh, this isn't like I just started doing this. I always put like, hey, night check, Kings beat the... So this is good. And you're starting to see. So uh, okay. nah, his problem. Uh, okay. Well, isn't there another way to deal with this? Like those aren't spoilers. Just, you know, most <sighs> games are I, I fun just... to watch live. And and we and it's our thing too. What I love about Deuce, Deuce, it's not that he takes it personally, but he's like interesting perspective. And he wants to dissect that perspective where, by the <laughs> way, I thought I ended that perspective earlier today. Okay. I just, I think that he's not the only person to mention that. So I was, I was considering different things I could do. So he doesn't have to feel that way. I'd hate for him to delete the podcast. And so. I would hate for him. I just hate that anyone feels that way. And I would love to make everybody happy, okay. but you're just not going to. Let's play a new game. It's called is Mike Brown happy with this one? Or is he like a little like, you know, I wish we would have done this better. Okay. Well, how do you think his vibe is after the game? Tonight? Let me, I'm going to guess. I wish we would have done this better. I think he starts with got to give the Spurs credit. <laughs> oh, wait. So you haven't seen any of this no, either. Oh no. yeah. Okay. That's okay. why I want to play some. Here's some of Mike Brown. Oh no, they played a heck of a game. Oh. I thought. Hold on. Hold on. 
I'm just a mess. Oh. I'm just a mess yeah, right now. It's okay. I, first, I'm sorry, game back, first game back. But now you have to realize when players do this on the first game back, you have to more have yeah, more no, like for grace. sure, for sure. Yeah. Pretend that happened. Okay. Yeah. So let's uh, hear Mike Rohn. I, uh, it wasn't pretty yeah. uh, at all. And, you know, you give a lot of cr credit to uh, San Antonio. They played a heck of a game. I thought Hussell was, was really, really good. He was a handful for us tonight. Uh, he had tough shot after tough shot after tough shot and uh and um you know i thought some of them that he hit were man they, they were contested i meant the three that he hit across from their bench with about two minutes to go i think in the game that was, that was just that was a big time shot um but, uh, you know, again, I, I give our guys a lot of credit. Uh, even after that three, we could have folded or uh, threw, threw in the towel. But our guys just stayed with it and found a way, uh, even so much so, uh, you know, Foxy gets beat back door. And, and the way he recovered um, was amazing. And sometimes that has to happen, and that's what I mean by finding a way because we always say, hey, if you're going to get beat back door, make sure your guy runs through your chest. And we got beat back door on multiple occasions tonight. And for him to come up with uh, with that block uh, at that point in the game was was huge. Um, he was great for us offensively as well with the 28 points and nine assists and five rebounds. Um, I thought Kevin was really good. He shot the ball, especially early when the ball wasn't going in. He shot the ball, kept us in the game, helped us get the lead. Uh, Malik was a monster off the bench. You know, uh, Keegan was really solid. Um, and, and, you know, the reality of it is Domas, Domas had a huge game for us. Uh, well, this is his 19th triple-double in the year. He leads the league with that. Um, again, he doesn't get enough credit for it. Uh, this is his 38th double-double in a row. Um, the crazy part about it, it's it's not just the, the fourth longest on the season. It's like, I think, fourth longest since the ABA and NBA emerged, you know, or came together, if I'm saying that right. So um, to oh have 38 double-doubles in a row um, it is phenomenal. And we needed every single uh, rebound and point that he put uh, that, that he got for us tonight. So just a, just a great way to to find a, a, a way to get a win versus a team, a young team that plays extremely hard and, and uh, gave us fits tonight. Mike, you mentioned Domas. Just how close was it for him not playing? Was it was it a tough sell on him? Uh, it looked like he came out and was incredible, like you mentioned. No, he he was he he was really really good. Um, you know, we went through all the protocol. There was a there was a chance that he wasn't going to play, but everything just kept checking out as we were going down the the, the list of what we need to check on, and uh, obviously for him to. Get a triple double and impact the game the way he did was phenomenal. Mike Dearn, with the block, steal, whatever it was at the end, you talk about that all the time. This second to third effort is—is yeah. is it just part of what you have to have in the second half of the season? Guys giving it all. Hundred percent. You know, I I took the quick timeout when they hit that three in the corner in front of our bench because we made a mistake defensively, but then we stopped playing. And we can't have that because you're, trust me, you're going to make mistakes. Nobody's going to play a perfect game of basketball on both sides of the floor. 
it's what do you do when you make the mistake. And um, we didn't do what we needed to on that play. I took the time out and for, for Foxy uh, to come up with that play defensively, especially at that point in the game, was huge um, because he didn't quit. There's Mike Brown a little bit after tonight's Kings win. Uh, hmm. Yeah, he, he let off talking about Devin Vassell. And you look at his night, 13 of 18 shooting, 32 points, 3 of 4 from downtown. Guy was a beast. And he has some tough shots. Yeah, I mean, and I like that Mike Brown mentioned that, right? Like, there are some contested shots. Like, he was just shooting efficient um, all night tonight. And I think sometimes we are surprised but these are NBA players. They have played against the best of the best in the world. And there's going to be nights that they have better nights than others. And Devin Vassell is someone that we were talking about in the pregame that has been shooting better. And then I mentioned in the pregame show about how Devin Vassell, like, y'all watch out for him. And Deuce mocked me no, for no, it. No, 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 no. I didn't mock you. Me. So let me paint the paint picture the for you. Picture. So they put the Spurs starting lineup on the screen in pregame. Uh-huh. And Moore's like, you know, this Spurs team, though, you know, it's more than Victor. They've got some They've got some talent here. Blah, blah. And I'm like, Morgan, they've won 11 games. Like, let's just settle down a little bit. They've won 11 games. Let's not act like this is like... David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. I wasn't Bruce ever saying Bowen. that. I was just saying, like, like again. What? <laughs> like, like, what? like, what? You were hyping him up. No, I wasn't. Oh, my God. Do we have, like, a live crowd here? Yeah, That's we do. Great. That's hilarious. Deuce, I swear to you, all I was saying is, look, this Sacramento Kings team, whenever there's a team that comes in that's either bad or shoots like shit from beyond the arc ends up looking like I, an all-star I understand. team. Vassell's actually been a guy who's turned it on lately for them. Like he's been performing well over the last 10 games too, but he was fantastic. The Kings defense tonight, I mean, you allow 72 points in the paint and part uh, of it, the Spurs yeah. length, I get it, but man, it's just, it's, it has to be better. It, it has does. to be better. Now, they had moments. I thought the second quarter, like, oh, the communication was there. Just too many breakdowns again. The uh, moments, though. Okay, that's what it's like. Again, I don't need to praise the moments because the game isn't just about moments. It's about trying to put a full 48 minutes together and coming out with a win, right? But sometimes when I see these moments and I see the rotations and I see it ending up in a stop in a, in a, just a fantastic defensive possession. I'm like, or, or even a defensive possession where it's like, yes, you did everything you could do. And Oh my God, they just made this crazy shot or they just, you know, it's just, these are some of the best players in the world, whatever it is. It's there. It is there, but they have to find a way to make it there so much more consistent and they can't, have an entire quarter where shit goes down. They just can't. And yeah. and I think even when you look at this game, it was throughout the game, right? Where they would have big moments. And it wasn't just their their beautiful offense that would come together or Malik Monk being the spark. It they would have these great moments where they would rotate over and the effort was there or they would blitz and yeah. I'm just I just it's their deuce. Yeah, they allowed 65 points in the second half. I scored 65-62 mm. in the second half of this game. Mm-mm-mm. So, And the Spurs from three in the second half, six of 14 from beyond the arc. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, 11-win Spurs team for sure, but 
they also play hard all the time and pose some problems for the Kings. The Kings have to be better defensively. Agreed. Agreed. You know, I don't know how capable they are to to do it consistently. I mean, even tonight, I felt like Mike Brown was searching again. I mean, he obviously went with the same guys in the starting lineup, right? Fox, Herter, Keegan, HB, and Sabonis. Harrison Barnes played six minutes in the first half. He played six minutes in the first half. And the Kings, his rotation wasn't good. Like, Harrison was not playing well defensively. He pulls him, does not go back to him until the second half. And that was the same thing that happened in the first matchup in San Antonio. It's so tough because sometimes I I don't, I mean, I don't know about you. Tonight never felt like it was an effort thing. It just felt like the Spurs were one step ahead where the Spurs shouldn't have been one step well, ahead. Also, again, and one thing too, he uh, played Chris Duarte again. I went back and watched Duarte against Denver. Yeah. Because people in our Discord were talking about Duarte getting the defensive player of the game crown and making and fun of that. I was like, and so I went back and did a whole... I looked at every one of his defensive plays. Good and bad. Of course you did. He was so good. What, what? He was so good. He ends up playing 20 minutes tonight. One, he had a couple of threes in this game. I feel like since he has gotten some run the last two games, feels like he's in, some, he's in more control. His game is more controlled than it has been at really any point this year. Like, I'll tell you one. After praising him a little bit... One of, because I, I love, I love Chris Duarte. I love his attitude. I love, um, like you said, when he's been playing more disciplined and everything, but there was this one play where in transition, they pushed the ball up the floor. Malik Monk was coming up in the corner and Chris Duarte got the ball and was like, well, I'm open for three. And those were those moments where I'm like, no, you're taking the first shot, not the best shot. And, and for someone like him, I don't want him to lose that confidence because I think when he gets that flow and he gets going, I think he knocked down a three tonight. He knocked down two threes tonight, you know, like do what you got to do. And he felt good in that moment. It just felt like too quick of a moment and too quick of a shot and the shot clock wasn't winding down or anything. So, um, yeah, but overall, like you said, (laughs) make sure you're watching all the little details as well. Yeah. There's just some lineups. I didn't totally love just from a pace, a spacing perspective tonight, Mitchell Monk, Duarte, Lyle Sabonis. Okay. Not terrible, but you know, when you've got Mitchell who can't really space the floor, you know, at least teams don't view him as a floor spacer. Same with Duarte and Sabonis. Right, that's mm-hmm. that can clog mm-hmm. things up, and it felt like the Kings went into some ISO game. They they were having trouble getting to their offensive time. We even saw a lineup uh, in the second quarter where Kevin Herter was playing the four. We saw a lineup that had Fox, Monk, Duarte, Herter, and Alex Len. We also saw Mitchell, Monk, Duarte, Herter, and Sabonis at one point. Yeah, just interesting to see some of the tinkering. You want to talk about Herter? I can we give him the love he deserves? I mean, this is a guy that throughout this season and through the end of last season has seen so many ups and downs, mostly downs. And when he has those ups, we celebrate it. But I just, I love that it feels like he is feeling really good again. And tonight, um, I think it all, sure, started off from shooting well from beyond the arc, five of eight. Hit shots, but then he made some plays. He had some beautiful passes tonight. Moving without the ball. He ended up with 21 points, five assists. Shout out to Malik Monk, too, who had 21 points off the bench. Had a couple of blocks, including that one contesting the Champagne three. Mm. Another one inside. That was nice. I loved what I saw from Malik Monk tonight. I thought his effort on both ends was really strong. So Malik Monk? Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought we were talking about Kevin. I was giving, I went to. Oh. <laughs> am I not allowed to go to Malik after that? I just didn't. Did I give enough love to Kevin? I, I thought you did. I, I wanted, I honestly, I. Can we spend a, a maybe a 10 minute segment on Kevin Erdogan? We can. Okay. Let's talk a little bit. No. <laughs> Kevin's defense, yeah, I know he said post game wasn't yes. great at all. So no. he did not like his defense tonight. And. I don't think many people liked it. I here's the offensively. Thing. I like when Kevin is doing here's more than just it, hit your three. Sure, and that's great. But when he's finding other ways, the mid range, mm-hmm. moving without the ball, like you said, Amen. some of the passes we referenced one earlier, where uh, coming off the dribble handoff, finding Fox on the cut. He had a good night. He had a good offensive night. And it's defensively like he has these moments, and it's because he's not a great individual defender. So when people and teams want to go after him. It exposes a lot of flaws. And he's just got to hold his own. He's just got to keep getting better there. Because, I mean, he's still a young enough player where he can keep improving that part of his game. And if he can, then there's going to be a lot of teams that find him more and more useful. We got more of the pod coming up, including we have to pick the player of the game. We've got to have the Street Jewelers moment of the game, which I think is going to be a tough one tonight. We got a lot to get. Oh, we look right. ahead. Okay, okay. But before we get there, I want to give some love to Super Chats because Thank you. I failed the last couple of times to acknowledge Super Chatters. If you have donated Super Chats before and I missed it, that's on me. We don't have a producer, it's just us. Sometimes I space and forget them. You guys are the best. Thank you. Do better. Shout out to Geeky Nana. Five bucks saying, love your show. You guys are doing great things. And she gifted five subs. Appreciate that. Shout out to Donald James who is a member for 19 months, still riding with Deuce and Mo, the wave all the way to the playoffs. Shout out to Jay, or is it Jai? I messed it up before, <laughs> donating $13.99 Canadian dollars, saying I'm a huge Kings fan all the way up in Vancouver. I'll fly out to see your live show before the playoffs if you guys do it. Oh. I love the pod. I have a question. How likely do you think it is that Monk stays in Sacramento? Thank you um, so much for the super yeah, chat. Yeah, appreciate everyone. I appreciate all you guys for being here. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. It's interesting, the Monk one. Um, I go back and forth on it. You know, I think if you look at it from like just a Homer perspective, you go, man, how could he not want to stay I know, here? I know. Sign a couple year deal, then, you know, <sighs> you'll, you'll get paid in the future. There's other teams that may have more cap space to offer. The Kings are limited as to what they can offer him. They can only pay him $17.5 million a year. If he can get $17.5 from Sacramento and then he can go somewhere else and get $22, $21 a year, is he passing that up? That's I mean, a lot why, of money. Why wouldn't you? Well, I think I could sell you on it. Oh, oh. So are you a salesperson? Are you GM? What What are you? Selling? I'm a consultant. Oh, consultant dudes. So NBA players, front offices. Ba- Please. Bas- tell- Basketball Mind LLC is my business. Basketball so. Mind LLC. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Do Some Podcast Malik, Studios. Malik. Oh, Malik. yep. Hi, I'm Malik Monk. 17 and a half, 21. What's the difference when you're having fun? Oh, millions is the difference. Uh, millions, Control. millions. We'll get you in some good inv- investments. Have you heard of NVIDIA? We'll dump some money in that. <laughs> it's going up. We're going to the moon. All that AI shit, you see it? It's going up, up, up. Just trust me in my. Oh, no. You're fired, dude. You're fired. Let me control things. (laughs) I mean, really, what I would say is, you know, I think Malik has shown in his two years in Sacramento, like, he is, he's one of the best (laughs) bench players in the league. And he closes games all the time. I think he's a vital piece to this. 
he's been in tough situations before. His time in Charlotte when they weren't even playing him, right? They weren't even playing him at times. He goes to LA, really shows a little more of what he can do. But in Sacramento, it feels like it's home. The fans buy into him. He's got a good relationship <sighs> with the staff. He vibes with the guys. Great relationship with many players on the team. He goes way back with De'Aaron Fox. I think there's a lot to like. I, I mean, I feel that same way. And loving my job, jobs, it's... You can't put a price on that, right? I know. Unless it's four and a half <laughs> million a year. But see, like, I've never dealt with millions of dollars or even hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars of that sort. So it's like, I can't relate to that. But what I can, what I can relate to is being unhappy with something I have to go to every day and being happy. Oh, we've and been there. We've been there. And I go, God Damn it, you cannot put a price on that. But, like, I also understand that people that have not experienced that situation, they're not going to understand that, especially when millions are involved. So, yeah, with with Malik Monk, and, and also, by the way, he could be a starter on so many teams in the NBA. He well, could. He could. I'm not... I don't know about so many teams, but he could definitely start in this league. The How question is, do you want to go start? Hey, the, the Spurs want him? Hi, can, get out of your consultant role because, like, it's that that's the thing. And I get that, Deuce. And I get, I'm not saying he can just be a starter on the Spurs. Like, he could. No, I mean, he probably could there, but I'm, I'm mentioning the Spurs as that's a team that could have some money to spend. And all of a sudden, it's like, how intriguing is that? Go play with Victor and have yeah. some fun. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, Oleg donates five bucks saying, great show, guys. Good job. Thank you. Keegan Murray Watch donates two bucks saying, undefeated in the Mason Jones era. That's a great yeah. point. Mason Jones brought the vibes again tonight. By the way, I got a lot of shit for that. Dude, I feel like we both did. I got shit because I acknowledge that Mason Jones had good vibes. And I, I feel like I heard Ham, Kyle Madsen, love both those guys, by the way. And everyone's like, like I'm making more out of Mason Jones. I'm not, Mason Jones, I just like the energy he provided. I didn't say he was like changing the franchise, it was a franchise-altering move to bring him to a two-way contract. I just liked the vibes. But here's the thing. Even when even when I mentioned that on the post-game show, and I was like, God, give love to Mason Jones. It's, it's not easy being a guy that just has to bring energy. Uh, I think some people would say cheerleading. Like, however you want to look at it, it's not easy just being that guy when you'd rather be on the floor playing the game of basketball. And... What that contributes to an entire team, especially to a team that maybe doesn't have that vocal leader that they need, it it adds something that I I think you can only yeah really feel if you've experienced Sh like what that type of person in your life can do for yeah. that situation um, and inspire and everything. But uh, yes, Ham and Mads, I'm sure they haven't Was, played wait, on a they? team. Did yeah, they? and they don't understand like. It, there's a little deeper. And, Don't and talk Ham, shit about my guys. Love James Ham. We all know. I love them both. Do not. He's first team all cynical, okay? It, it, it's Ham okay to say that him. someone brings a little juice, a little fun to a team. I'm not hyping it. Son of a bitch. Do not listen to him, Ham. Yes, even Louis says, dude's got so much shit for that from all the Kings media. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, I was going crazy. What was funny about it, I tweeted during the game, and who mentions it after? Mike, Mike Brown raves about Mason Jones, so I'm not the I'm not some no, no, idiot no. at home noticing that. There are people, are Kings fans, notice it too. Coach Deuce tweets oh. about it, and then Coach Mike Damn Brown right. talked about it. And here, here's my thing with that though, too. It's just it is interesting sometimes when I think 
people look at these observations as like the end all be all. It's going to be the thing that wins a championship. It's no, no, no. When there's an observation and you're, you're celebrating what is positive about it or what could contribute sure. to success doesn't mean that it's going to contribute to a championship. Doesn't mean that it's going to, it, it was the thing that won the game. It's just, it's, I mean, definitely something you should know. That's it. Shout out to Cynthia, who says, thank you for the picture today, do some Mo. Fangirling at the highest. Cynthia! Great meeting you. It's always great to meet people over at Golden One Center before games. Also, Say as someone who, like, got my start in sports radio, mm. where it's a whole bunch of just dudes all the time. All men. I do love that there's a female presence it, with the pod. It's like, oh, how damn right. inclusive, how Hell much yeah. fun it is for me to feel like I am just talking with a whole bunch of people, men and women, all over the place. Just thank you. It's the yes, 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 yes. It just gives me life. Thank you. All right, we got more of the podcast in a second. We should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Morgan, Reagan, people got to go to Northwest. You need windows. Why should they use Northwest? Well, if you just get a free quote from Northwest Exteriors, you could probably find out a lot about your house, how much money you could save. You can find out if you need noise canceling windows because you have noisy annoying neighbors or maybe you just need some uv protection on your windows to help you from all the lighting it can help your skin it can help your furniture it can help so much more you know what's exciting too is right now northwest exteriors will pay the sales tax ah. plus zero percent interest for up to 12 months on credit approval that offer expires in april so you got time Ooh. to go check out northwest exteriors they have a showroom in rancho cordova you can see it for yourself and buy them to your house change your house and make it look sexy because northwest exteriors is the best they're simply the best, the best. trust northwest what you didn't want to do it what? You couldn't hit it. I was mixing it Do up. Do it again. I was hit it. it nope, hit it. Pause. <laughs> Go check out Northwest Exteriors because it's simple. They are simply the best. Trust Northwest. I was letting them do it that time. <laughs> He's done this for an entire season. An entire season. Ah, uh, bra. Look, I love Northwest because they're simply the best. Trust Northwest. There you go. Nailed it. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Morgan, who's your rock and soul oh. player? Of the game. Oh, my gosh. There's so many people. Yeah. Name one. I'm going to go with Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is your rock and soul player of the game. 
Sabonis had his 19 Sabonis triple double. Sabonis could be the rock and soul player every single game. Fox had 28 points, 9 assists, 11 in the fourth quarter. Monk was big. Oh, so your player would be that. Kevin Herter? Yeah, okay. you just asked me who's my rock and soul player of the game. Well, the real rock and soul player of the game tonight is... Domantis Abonis. Domantis Abonis. Oh, nice. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists on 11 of 15 shooting. Let's Our go. rock and soul player of the game. Make sure you check out Rock and Soul Diner. You can check it out. All season long, if you go during a Kings game, you can get 25% off apps, 25% off drinks during the Kings game. Um, also, six blocks away from the arena. Make I know so many people that I've told about breakfast all day, served all day at Rock and Soul Diner, and they're like, thank you. There's no other place like this. Yeah, check them out. Just six blocks away from Golden One Center. All right. Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. We picked one moment, maybe two moments from a game and try to put it down on this little piece of paper and put in the moment jar. What are these called? Sticky notes. Yep. Sticky notes. <laughs> Post-its. Post-its. Sticky, sticky notes. notes. You can call them whatever. They're sticky notes. You whatever call them you please. I'm already sick of you. I know. Welcome well, back. Uh, only 43 games to go. Okay. Uh, Kings win 127 to 122. Chat. Bojack has to go outside. Let me just say. I mean, okay. While Bojack goes outside to take a whiz, let us know in the chat what would be your Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. Here are some candidates. Yes. Sabonis one had a triple double again, but he had the Euro step on mm. Victor and the dunk on Collins. I feel like that's it. I feel like that's it. Keegan okay. had that really nice dunk on Zach Collins, too. And he had that but... alley-oop with, from uh, De'Aaron in transition. Okay. And then Fox had the big three and the strip on Vassell late. Oh so what do you go God. with? I, I mean, you could go with that. I say go uh, go with the, you know, screw it. Go with the Sabona shit. Like, another this? trip dub. Let's do it. You know what I'm going to do? What? I think Sabonis, Eurostep. Okay. And jam on Collins. Yep. But we have to know De'Aaron Fox's strip on Vassell. Note it. Yes, yes, yes. Great recovery by Fox because uh, you get beat like that late in the game. That was like, you, really better. you better. <laughs> you better. Because <laughs> that would have been really bad. Uh, That's I her. love winning so much. It's so much more fun. You think Pete Carlos would come in here real fast? Yeah. Do you Don't have you a? All right. Hold on. We have a guest. We we have a special. We have a friend. He doesn't even know he's gonna come on real fast, but I'm just gonna invite him on because we have a friend in town. Just come here. Is he coming? Yes. Do you want me to get his chair? I mean, uh, sure. Whatever. Okay. We have a friend in town. Uh, Carlos. Carlos put glasses on. What a nerd. Yeah. Uh, so this Wait, was... Our, like no, no, just come... Hey, chill, Carlin. Carl. No, 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 just sit, sit down. Sit down. Welcome to the show, Carlos. What's up, guys? Uh, he... Some of you may know. I don't know how much of our audience actually listens. We've referenced this podcast before, Bad Friends Podcast. Hello. He's a part of it. He's in town because Bad Friends, Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino in town. Oh 
tomorrow for a sold out show in Sacramento. Yeah. Hello, um, hi, dude. Hey, Hello. Wait, uh, you don't like the glasses? It's they're fine. Why they're fine. Oh my god, you're like jock. You're like super cool jock right now, <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, the nerd. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, this is what he does. He just puts. He's like, oh, I'm cool sports dude. Okay. Putting everyone down. Like yeah. that's not that. Just, I've never seen no, you wear this them. Is like, don't be You're a dick. Sabonis, and I'm like Kevin O'Connor or something. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good like point. what's happening right now. Okay, I was. I'm Brian Windhorst. Do not make. Do not make me feel bad. Okay, real fast. I want to get to this. Boozer, I'm not boozer. Boozing. <laughs> oh, Carlos Boozer. That's funny. Okay. Relax. Got nervous. Yeah. All right. Carlos. Defensive. Welcome, Carlos, to the show. Check out Bad Friends Podcast. One of the top podcasts in the world, by the way. Um, your first time at Golden One Center tonight. Your first time at a Kings game tonight. First time seeing the beam. First time yes. seeing the beam. I need to know your full experience being at the game tonight. What was it like for you? It was awesome. It reminded me of going to like college football games. Like it was crazy. I when you pointed out, you were like, "Hey, it's crazy here because it's a sold out game versus Spurs," and it really hit me in that moment. Like, oh, this is the opposite of Staples Center, where I'm used to yeah. watching basketball games, or Toyota Center in Houston. So I'm from Houston. I go to a bunch of Rockets games, Ugh. and like. The Houston crowd sucks. They're always oh, late. They're what? always late. No. It's insane. And I think it's the like truth. I, I really believe that too. It's insane. And it, I think it's embarrassing. Even during like the hardened years, like and I know that's like the twentieth time I've referenced them tonight. Can I yeah, can I, talk can I go, about him a little bit more? Like But I want to go to the Clippers uh Kings game April second. I'm gonna put it in my calendar. Wait. Is that in Sacramento? Wait, yeah. Oh, wait, yes. What, what game is this Sunday? That's oh, that's, that's in, in LA. LA. That's in yeah, LA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and you are you are a big NBA fan too. Mm -hmm. So this was your first chance to see Victor in person too. You you saw him before. What was your like instant reaction to seeing him when you were on the court watching him before the game? My instant reaction is that he looked like uh, like an avatar. Yes. Like no, an actual so avatar, yeah. like it really looked like that to me. I was it, it, not it. He's not an it. <laughs> He's a human. I promise. <laughs> yes, um, he could identify well, as it. Yeah, he, I feel he looks like three D printed or something. It's like it's insane. I mean, Deuce, what was what were you saying? Because we haven't heard this yet. What did I'm you not say? Look high, like Cosmo. <laughs> Please, I just have my glasses on and it's God late. God damn it, Carlos. It Stop is. looking. This is Car so Carlos doesn't do a live podcast. He does a produced podcast where he can yeah. edit it and put it up and then he reads the comments Well, I don't later. edit it. Oh. Yeah, I'm not the editor. I'm so sorry. Pro he yeah. produces and does everything else. He's um, just Carlos. Okay, so you, you did see the beam too. Oh. The the beam was awesome. No, talk about I mean, it. Can you give us a you, little more than it was. We know it's awesome. When you went outside, you were like, this is even cooler in person. Yeah, it's insane. It's a purple ray of light Say going into the sky. Say you want to marry it. Say you want to marry it. Beam, I want. Will you marry me? Yeah. Boy, where's beam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I The beam was sick. And we saw it like far away from yep. the place. And I was like, oh, that's how light works. Got cool. It. Yeah, I forgot. Science. Yes, exactly. Um, you guys are doing a show in Sacramento tomorrow. Well, kind of Sacramento. It's Wheatland, but Wheatland we'll, we'll nice. take it. The Hard Be Rock. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Yeah, there was some. Oh, uh, there was. Okay, 
Deuce was pointing out that they were getting recognized more than me. Oh, no, no, no. So, Deuce, yeah, oh, actually, yes, <laughs> no, no. yes, yes. I'm not Deuce, high. Deuce, <laughs> this is Carlos on a travel day. Um, Deuce, every time someone mentioned the podcast and was like, love the podcast, Deuce would turn to Carlos and be like, are you tallying these? Are you tallying these? This is my territory. And then there was like people that came up to Carlos and said like, hey, love bad friends. And then Deuce would scream at Carlos and say, this is my territory. Yeah, that's Get exactly out of here. And y'all missed one while y'all were doing the post show. Which but one? I, I didn't even want to mention this. I thought what? it would come mention off it. as a lie or something. But in front of y'all, I got rec- I'm embarrassed now that I'm mentioning this. It's, no, no, you're no, too late. In front of y'all, I got recognized while they were doing the post game show and they didn't even see it, so it didn't count in my tally. No, no, it counts as our tally, but did someone really? This is really. I happen. promise. Okay. I, I promise. Believe I believe them. Yeah. I said to DM me and I'll give them merch. Yeah, because that's you can't how, make the show tomorrow we, night. That's how we became yeah, friends. Yeah, we all became <laughs> friends that way. I gave them merch. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, he's so talented. Their podcast is obviously yeah. so talented. It's just, um, it's fun. We we got to find a lot of parallels tonight with the broadcast that Deuce and I did with NBC and then obviously what Carlos does with Bad Friends. And it's just, it's fun being in this world together. And I'm so glad that we got yeah. to experience like that first time for you at Golden One Center tonight. Yeah, I've loved NBA podcasts mm. for, gosh, probably like 12 years now. It's like when I really got into it. I remember the first NBA podcast I listened to was Zach Lowe's. Oh, yeah, but the like, low post. Yeah, like Love. in the first like 50 episodes, I think. It was like that long ago. I remember wow. going to In-N-Out Burger trying to get away from my ex-wife. And my uh. friend Sandy was like, put on, <laughs> dude, you got to listen to this, this new podcast. And I loved it. <laughs> and I just got into that stuff ever since. And then Bill Simmons, when he got fired from ESPN, yeah. just created The Ringer. Yeah. Um, I just like kind of blew up on that stuff. So I think what y'all do is super cool. And yeah, I... I was like nerding out tonight. It was the best. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so fun. So yeah. excited you were here. Can but we should watch Vanderpump Rules too. Yeah. Oh this. yeah. No, dude. <laughs> right. we're, we're leaving we're, you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna go we're, watch Vanderpump. We'll wrap up. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, a lot of scandal stuff will be discussed. God, he's so gross. Well, <laughs> we still need to look ahead. The Kings Clippers, Morgan too. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, get yeah. the hell out of here. Goodbye, Carlos. <laughs> Goodbye. Do you have any thoughts on the Clippers? Are you buying oh. James Harden? Oh, wait, he's a Clippers fan too. Well, I got to say I'm not buying James Harden because Ooh. I think everyone is falling into the same trap that uh, Houston fans stop falling for, which is, the guy. yeah, he's amazing in January when his shoe's about to come Ooh. out in February and March, and his shoes are sick as hell right now. I but I I don't like uh, part of it, so I'm not gonna get it. It just looks hard to put on really fast. I need to put on shoes fast. Damn. Uh, so I'm not gonna get the new Hardens. But I will say this: I think everyone's falling for it, and I just don't buy that he's gonna do anything in the playoffs because I saw this time and time and again. That's my thing with the Clippers long term. Whoa, you gotta prove it. Like, is Kawhi gonna stay healthy? Is Paul George going to stay healthy? And what kind of version of Harden will you get? You've had some the good version right now. What's it going to look like in April? But you also have a Clippers team that's like, seems like you guys, that is figuring it out together. And in my opinion, they like see the gold. They see it like this. The Rockets were almost better than the Warriors when they had Durant. And and Harden shit the bed then too. But but Harden shit the bed when he was in a different role. He is now in a role with Mm. so many different superstars where it's like, 
maybe less pressure. He did even play though, with Chris Paul at one at like around. But his he was prime, still though. it was still his. He team, was the guy though. though. Right? Like, like, it, was still, it was still Harding. Yeah, like Harding could still be like, "Y'all go to McDonald's. I'll be over here." Yep. Like, it, yeah, it's like that kind of thing. That like, exact conversation. But okay, so on the Clippers is Harden, uh, like alpha ing everyone. No. Not so, at all. So after games, like, they're all hanging. Well, I, Kawhi probably well, just goes home. No, I, I think so. Because he goes to San Diego. Here's That's the he thing lives. about NBA. I mean, NBA teams now, like, they're not all tight like that. They all have lives, man, especially these old guys. Families. Yeah. families they're, not, they're not doing, they're not hanging out like that. Maybe in their early days. Yeah. You know? I remember just, that was at OKC. Uh, Durant said that he didn't get along. Well, he got along with Westbrook, but he never hung out with him after. And Durant, like kind of like took offense to that at the time do you all comics hang out after shows they don't like no. some of them no don't. no yeah, never yeah. never but on the come up you guys are hanging out all oh, the that's time that's so true you know the come it's Epiphany. so wow these young nba guys that's are so they true. hang out because they're young you don't have families we would always go to diners and you stuff go to di- or you'd hang out and watch other people perform you have to pay me to hang out with my friends now literally oh my god you do so sad okay morgan <laughs> it is it's insane because like you were like in awe tonight being at the game if I would like, I will be in awe tomorrow night yes. watching Bad Friends. Yes, yes. Well, you yes. all have been to the comedy store with me too. That yeah. was fun. That was really fun. That was fun. super fun. But yeah. it's, yeah, all oh these. Oh boy, I drank a lot that night. We, we yeah. won't get into it because all the statue of limitations are not there yet. <laughs> no, we still have six and a half years. <laughs> um, what was I going to say to you too? <laughs> you probably don't remember. Carlos is sad now. No, what Carlos, the hell? stop reading. Stop yeah, reading. You get sucked you in the comments. Hey, look at me. Look at me. You this do is not all, read like This comments. is always the the way f- uh, people perceive me on the internet. They like me. They realize I'm high. I talk more, and they say he's sad. No, you're you're fine. All right, I'm getting too into my head. Oh all, my yeah, you're god! I need to go watch right Bravo. Now. Yes, you do. Yeah. And, and real fast, too, that's what I was going to say to you. Did yeah. you ever think in your life you Ooh. would be in Sacramento? Oh, great question. Doing a podcast appearance after a Kings win over the Spurs. Yeah, you just made you just no. made a post. I don't, show. but I gotta say, and that's the beautiful part of life. Oh, I love that. And with that, I I gotta I gotta go. Right. Okay, right. there's Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Thank be watching Vanderpump in just like a few minutes. Okay. I'm, oh yeah, my so you god, think you're fine. It's okay. fine, Carlos, man. <laughs> Kings and Clippers goodbye. coming up on goodbye, Sunday, Carlos. by the way, Morgan. What? Kings and Clippers coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I am eager to see what that looks like. Shout out to Carlos for making an appearance. Uh, Can I just say that? What, is, what is life? Uh, we're big. Both of us huge fans of bad friends. Yeah. Somehow got connected with him because Morgan. And so, yeah, He's they're doing the a show in Sacramento. He came in town early to go to Kings game and hang out. So. He's the yeah. sweetest. And I love that. We just were quick. Can you give us a quick five? And also let us know in the comments or emails. Deuce and Mo at gmail.com. If you listen to Bad Friends, I'm curious how much of our audience does. Oh, my God. I am. Well, even the crossover tonight, I've seen how many people were saying what's up to him. It's like comedy, sports. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jay with another super chat saying Kings can do a one plus one contract for Malik Monk. Second year is a player option. So when he opts out in second year, they can give him the max deal. Just my thoughts for keeping Monk. Yeah, but do you want to give Monk a max deal is a bigger question. But you could give him a one-on-one. You know, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but Kings, to, to wrap things up, Kings and Clippers coming up on Sunday. The Kings do get a couple of days here, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, But this Clippers team, the last time they played them, I remember doing the podcast, and they played in L.A., and we were like, the Kings look like a high school team. Yeah. Against them. Like, they just, 
the Clippers looked locked in. They just looked more disciplined. They were focused. The Kings had no answers for their size. And I think that's the area that we talk about the Spurs a little bit tonight. The Spurs are, are long. Well, Harden's a big dude, and yeah. he's strong. Yeah. Kawhi, strong, big. Paul George, same thing. They just present a lot of problems for Sacramento. Yeah, and and I think it's like you said. It's like what we saw the matchup look like last time. I think you still had um, two different type of teams. You had a Clippers team that started figuring it out with James Harden because at first it was like, oh, they dropped five with James Harden. Are they gonna? Are they gonna figure it out? Well, they did, and then they and on that come up, it was the Kings on that trail. And now you have the Kings who have faced a lot of adversity and um, have their ups and downs. And hopefully this is the time too on Sunday where with the rest and the recovery, it's more of their up and they understand what's at hand and just not getting in those holes, I think is the most important part against a team like the Clippers. Yes. And defensively is going to be the challenge. Hell yeah, it is. It's like, they just have so many weapons and, Harden can pick you apart. George presents issues. Kawhi. It's a tough matchup. It's actually out of all the teams in the West. I think, you know, we always point to the Pelicans. I actually think the Clippers are the worst matchup for the Kings by far. Oh, yeah. I don't like it at all. I don't I don't like it one bit. And I think, too, I think you and I, too, should go a little bit more in depth and do a little game preview before uh, Sunday's game. Because I think, yeah, this is this is one of those, especially now. Down the stretch, like 27 games each time you go down the list, it just feels a little bit more important. That's why tonight was so important. I know. It was, I know. You can't, you have reached the point of the year that you can't afford any more losses Mm -mm. to teams below 500. That, like, you lost to the Pistons, you lost to the Hornets, you lost to the Blazers. That's done. And so losing tonight would have been dreadful. And when the Kings go down 120 to 116 after the Vassell three, you're like, are they about to lose this shit? I thought. And they did a great job executing with an 11 to 2 close to end it. And so you, you just take it. But yeah, you're going to have to be more locked in. And this stretch real fast, Morgan, because we, we look at this. You, you play the Clippers on Sunday. Yeah. The next night you play Miami. Oh, yeah. Back at home. <laughs> back at home. So that's a back to back. Then you go on the road for Denver again. Because mm, why not? And then you follow that up, Morgan. Yeah. At Minnesota. Yeah. It's a hard stretch. I mean, it's just that, but that's going to be the rest of it. It is, but this, this is, and then you're, you get comfy because you're at home a lot. But my, I guess my point is, is that when you look at the next four, yeah, can you get two? That would be nice. Sure, Deuce. Get, I would can you that. get two? I like it. That would be a three and two stretch over five games. I'll you take tell you, it's that. a tough one, but uh, I'm I'm definitely worried about this Clippers game coming up on Sunday. We'll definitely have a game preview. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Can you give us a final thought from this tonight? Final thought. Um, just huge shout out to Carlos because I just love him, and um, I just love all the work he does, and I just I have so much fun talking to people in this business, and then like being able to show them yeah. the work that we do too behind the scenes at the game and everything. It's just, it brings me so much joy. So super fun night. And, um, to end it all with a win and a full, Dude, cr- full crowd. It was so loud. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was just a great way to start uh post all-star yeah. break. And yeah, I'm excited for the next 27 games. My final thought. Enjoy this ride. I love it. need this. to remind. Enjoy it. I, I think it. we all needed a little break. Players need it. I think we all did. And now you come back refreshed, and I'm in this mode mm. of, like, bring on every game. Oh, yeah. They all matter, like you said. 
Let's enjoy it. Can't have many bumps. You know, a bump or two. Bump or two. Not many bumps. Get back in the top six. I don't want to play. No, thank you. Uh, Appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know.